And we're live again for Dad Bod Walking. So if you're a regular, welcome back. If you're not a regular, you should be. If you're a Dad Bod, even more critically important, hey mate, that you join us on Dad Bod Walking for a regular walk. We're doing this about four times a week, then, aren't you? Oh, uh, yeah. About four times a week, we head out in different parts of Australia, do a walk and talk about Dad Bod stuff, always under the, the pillars of food, movement, sleep. And today sits firmly under the pillar of mindset which is one of my faves because it is sort of it is the first one we kind of talk about when guys get started simply because to get started in dad bod and to say i am a fat fuck and i need help there has to be some sort of mindset change because something happened in that moment either they saw one of my stupid videos or they read something saw something did something something happened to trigger it but it's a mindset shift that got them to say, enough is enough, let's draw a line in the sand. And then interesting things happen because I start to chat to guys, and as you most of you know, I chat on Messenger and I chat back and forth, we may jump on a video call, and we start the conversation. One of the fascinating things is the study of the language that people use when they start to describe their current situation or some of the reasons as to why they're a fat fuck or they're not in the shape they want to be. And one of the focus points of this, or the focus point of this podcast, is to understand how empowering or disempowering that language can be. And just by modifying some of the things you're saying will change your behavior significantly and can significantly improve your results. So I know, Lynn, you've got a real bee in your bonnet about one particular term, haven't you? Uh, look, I don't wear bonnets, but um, <laughs> if I did, there could so, be a bee in there. Because it would drag along the ground? That's <laughs> it, exactly. <laughs> so, and we've had enough flies and mosquitoes on our walks to last a lifetime. So for those of you who remember me swallowing a fly a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> yesterday I was attacked by mosquitoes and now I've got about 200 bites. So, but that's it, you know. Are you, are you whinging like a bitch? Uh, yeah, I'm whinging like a bitch. So enough of the whinging like a bitch. That's not my bee in my bonnet. It is the word <laughs> try. Try. T-R-Y. Um, and I hear people so often say, okay, I'll give that a try. Sure. Yeah, I'll give it a go. So, you know, words to that effect. Now, the reason that's a huge problem is because when you say, I will try to do something, it means that you're considering two possibilities. You either will or you won't. You're opening up the potential for failure. So in actual fact, you're setting yourself up immediately for failure by even considering not doing it. And if we look at the psychology, when we say, I will try to do something, it means that we don't believe we're capable or that we will do it. So I'll give you an example. If you're standing on the edge of a cliff and you're going to do a jump into a deep pool, do you say, I'll try to jump? Well, no, you don't. You either say, no, I'm not going to do the jump. Or you say, yep, I'm going to do it, and you leap off the cliff. You don't say, I'll try, because what is trying to jump in a pool? Does that mean you dash yourself against the rocks halfway down? Um, does it mean that 
you know, you'll step off the edge and then you'd like to go back because that's not possible. When you do something like that, like stepping off a cliff and jumping into a deep pool, you have to make a commitment. There is no half measure. It's simply you do or you do not. So as our little friendly Yoda said, um, there is no try, only do. So when you look at the actions that you take and the way that you approach your ditch the dad bod journey, approach it with the mental attitude of I will do this. Not even I can do it. Entertain no possibility of failure. Entertain no other option. Simply make the commitment, I will do this. I am going to do this. I'm doing this for myself. I will be successful. So using that language is immediately telling your brain that it's gonna happen you're predetermining the outcome and the outcome is you'll do it and you'll be successful so if you want to set yourself up for, up for success make sure you use the words i will do i am doing is even better because it's present tense not future tense and that way you'll set yourself up for success rather than well i'll try brilliant and uh for me, I agree with Lynn. One of the things that try always reminds me of is when mum used to say, you know, try a new food, which essentially means you don't have to eat it all. You don't have to go whole hog. You just have to have a little sample, then I'll be satisfied. And that try immediately puts into your mind that you're not necessarily going to do things to completion. You're just having a, a try or a bit of a go. It's like when your girlfriend says, can we use handcuffs? And you say, yeah, let's give that a try. It's one of those little things, just a little side note there one of those things that you give it a crack but it may not be a hundred percent effort and so the language unfortunately is debilitating because it stops you going whole hog so my one lean is slightly different mine is around the language of emotions versus behaviors i have a lot of guys who say i feel uh i feel lazy i feel scared i feel worried i feel anxious and they're putting a lot of emphasis on how they feel without realizing that their feelings cannot be controlled however their behaviors are 100% in their control now what that means and the play out here is when guys talk to me often and say look I'd love to get started but I feel scared or I feel worried and they talk about their feelings as guys tend to not very often but they tend to talk about their feelings when they're talking about those feelings they're very much believing those feelings that they're articulating will drive their behavior or dominate their ability to either do or not to do what is required so let's make a very clear distinction between feelings and behaviors we have very little control over our feelings if you feel scared you feel scared if you feel worried, you feel worried. If you feel happy, you feel happy. Our behaviours, sorry, our, our feelings, are very much outside our control most of the time. However, our behaviours are 100% in our control. And often if we change our behaviours, it has a significant influence on our feelings. So you may feel scared about taking the first step into a gym or an exercise program. You may feel fearful, you may feel worried, you may feel uncertain. All those feelings are natural and normal, and guys articulate those feelings 
but you have 100% control over your behaviours. Your behaviour is to start the program, your behaviour is to execute the program, your behaviour is to follow the program, and lo and behold, your behaviours can be controlled, and often, by utilising and executing your behaviours, the feelings then dissipate or go away, the worry, the fear, the anxiety goes away. So one of the things with the language we're talking about with the guys is getting real clarity on what is a feeling and what is a behavior and making sure you're not muddling those two together. One is controllable and one is uncontrollable. So I'm gonna lead from that and I'm gonna say that the next issue that I see uh, with people and their self-talk is procrastination. And procrastination is where you're diving in and having a look at the details and you're wondering if it's for you. So for example, is low carb for you? Is it something that you know about? Is it something that you want to do? Is it something that you believe will work? And so you spend a lot of time feeling maybe confused, feeling uncertain about whether it's the right approach. And what that leads to is often it leads to inaction um, because you simply don't do anything. You just spend weeks or months in this procrastination state well I might again it's linked to my first one I might give it a go I might try it I might do it in a few months Um, when I understand it better I'll give that a go it's even worse but there's a great saying which is or a great phrase that is action creates clarity you won't know for sure about anything until you actually try it. So is low carb keto for you? Who knows? Maybe it's not, but you'll never know until you actually give it a go. So commit to doing the program, commit to following the formula. When you give it a go, when you've committed 100%, you'll soon find out if it's working for you or if it's not. That action but just by taking the first steps, you'll get a lot of clarity. And most people get enormous clarity within two or three days of starting a program like this. So get out of procrastination, stop thinking about it, and get into action. Excellent. I'm going to play off yours because you stole the back end of mine. I'm going to give you one that uh, you mentioned earlier, Lynn. And this is around, this is probably the last one we'll talk about today, but this is around people who talk constantly in the past tense so i would say to one of the guys who's joined the group tell me about your history and tell me about how you you know how you currently eat and what you do and they would lead with i always i've always had trouble with my weight i've always struggled with exercise i've always had difficulty with junk food i've always this i've always that and it's one of those little speech bubbles, one of those little speech impediments that the I always is just sending the message to the brain that moving forward you will continually have challenges with food, movement, sleep, mindset. So it's the reframing of the language to in the past I have had challenges with eating, in the past I have struggled in an exercise program, in the past I have not been successful in this area. But by telling yourself it's in the past, you're now saying in the future things could be different. Using simple language like I've always, I've always this, I've always that, what that means is you're sending a message to your brain that things haven't changed and you will always struggle in those areas. So just those small little changes tidy up in language can have a huge impact on your success factor. 
I think that that last one especially um, people really get trapped in that mindset of yeah it's the way it's always been and um, that's again that just I just want to lead into one last one Mike I know I do always have to have the last word (laughs) because it's the best one Um, I'm gonna gonna talk about people who say you know slightly um, reverse of that say in the future in the future I'll be happy when I've got when I've ditched my dad bod I'll be happy when I've ditched my dad bod I'll feel good when I've lost weight I'll feel good Um, when I get into a regular exercise routine it'll be better they're always looking ahead and, and they're trying to chase something to make them feel good, make them feel better, make them feel happier. To set yourself up for success, one of the best things that you can do is imagine it's already happened. So imagine you've already got rid of your dad bod. Imagine you're already doing your exercise program every day and think about how it's going to feel. How's it going to feel? It's going to feel amazing. You're going to look good. You're going to be toned. You're going to have got rid of the gut. Your skin's going to look better. Your eyes are better. Your brain fog's gone. You're going to have energy to power through your day. Your wife's going to find you sexy again. All of these things will have happened. Just imagine how that's going to feel and start acting and behaving like it's already happened. So instead of trying to look at all the things that you might have in the future, if if you do certain things, just start acting and behaving like they've already happened. And what again will happen is that your brain will be tricked into thinking that they're true, that they're already true, and the future will come true for you. It's a very powerful psychological trick because the brain can't tell the difference between what you tell it and what's real. So if you keep on saying to yourself, I have an amazing body, I'm very fit and healthy, then your brain will start to believe that and it will start to instruct your body to be fit and healthy. Obviously you need to eat right and exercise right, that goes without saying, but you will immediately set yourself up for a lot of success. So again, I like the phrase, be, do, have. Be the person that you want with the body that you want to drive the actions, so do the things that that person would do to have what you want to have in the future, but believe it's happening right now. So be, do, have, believe it's already true and act and behave like it's already happening for you. Awesome, so a real mishmash there of pearls of wisdom. And the reason why is very simple. To be successful on your dad bod journey, please understand it's 80% mindset, 20% execution. The food movement sleep is just a process. It's a formula. You just do it. You eat the way you're supposed to eat. You exercise and you follow a proven sleep process. The bit that fucks it up for everyone is the blockers and the motivators and the mindset issues. And a lot of that comes from the self-talk and the way we describe our current condition and our future goals. So some of the tips that you've heard us go through today may assist you when you think about the challenges you're facing and the future state you'd like to be in. Maybe reframe some of the language or have a look at some of those tools. They may help you. And join us next time when we dad bod walk. Cheers, gents.